0: On March 1, 1954, the U.S. government exploded a thermonuclear weapon on Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands, codenamed Castle Bravo. The nuclear test was considered to be a thousand times more powerful than the U.S. atomic bomb dropped in Hiroshima. This year marks the 70th anniversary of the Bravo test, and the island nation will be holding ceremonies to commemorate the day. It's also a day for the younger generation in the Marshall Islands to learn about the 67 U.S. nuclear tests conducted between 1946 and 1958. Joining me to talk about the nuclear legacies is the Marshall Islands correspondent for Islands Business Publication, Nick McLeland. I began by asking Nick what exactly happened 70 years ago on Bikini Atoll.
1: The U.S. had developed atomic weapons, uh, so-called fission weapons, Um, in the Nevada desert at the test site. uh, Famously, uh, the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were atomic weapons. Um, But uh, the United States wanted to develop more powerful uh, weapons uh, that were known as hydrogen bombs. Um, The first of these was conducted in 1952, the so-called Ivy test. Um, But the test in uh, March 1954, codenamed Bravo, was the first time that they uh, really wanted to, to see um, how uh, a major thermonuclear weapon, a major hydrogen bomb, um, would go. In fact, it was much bigger explosion than um, expected. Uh, scientists had predicted that they may get to the level of uh, three or four megatons, which is the equivalent of uh, you know a few million tons of TNT explosive. In fact, it was 15 megatons in explosive yield. That's um, about a 1,000 times more powerful than the bomb that was dropped on Hiroshima by the United States in August 1945. And because of the size and scale of the uh, detonation on Bikini Atoll, um, radioactive fallout spread from the mushroom cloud across pretty much every atoll in the Marshall Islands Uh, but particularly the northern atolls um, that were in the line of the wind blowing a plume of contaminated nuclear materials across the ocean and across the northern atolls.
0: Why the Marshall Islands, though? Why did they choose to do those nuclear tests on Bikini Atoll?
1: In those days, um, the United States military effectively governed um, the large part of Micronesia after the Second World War, when American Marines and other military forces had fought their way through Micronesia towards Japan, the United Nations declared that the, uh, uh, there would be a strategic trusteeship governing uh, the islands of Micronesia. And that trust territory of the Pacific Islands was administered by the United States. Um, immediately after the war in 1946, the United States decided that it would be a suitable place to develop its nuclear arsenals. Um, While testing had been conducted at Nevada um, in the deserts of New Mexico, um, it was felt that this was an isolated place where uh, more powerful weapons could be tested. Obviously, uh, it wasn't empty. It wasn't a vast empty space. And just as the British and the French chose sites in the Pacific for Cold War nuclear testing, the United States uh, conducted over time 67 tests on Bikini and Eniwitok Atolls. They then, uh, in 1962, conducted another 24 nuclear tests at uh, Christmas Island. That's today part of the Republic of, um, of uh, Kiribati. And where, that's where Britain had done its uh, nuclear testing program once again for the hydrogen bomb. So this was a Cold War arms race And the United States and other Western powers wanted to stay ahead of the Soviet Union, which was also developing its own nuclear arsenal.
0: Has the U.S. acknowledged the devastation that they've caused?
1: There were significant steps forward when Marshalls moved to self-government in 1984. uh, Sorry, 1986. That was under a compact of free association uh, where the United States and Marshall Islands are came to a framework agreement that's governed the country ever since. Uh, This uh, compact has just been renewed, although the US Congress has failed to provide the necessary funding to implement the pledges made to the people and government of the Marshall Islands. Um, The compact had specific provisions uh, to set up a trust fund for nuclear consequences, and a nuclear claims tribunal was established um, and that operated throughout most of the 1990s. The Nuclear Claims Tribunal issued court rulings amounting to more than 2.3 billion US dollars. Uh, that was for property damage, for damage to health, for loss of of income and well-being, um, and particularly the irradiation of people's homes and home islands. Unfortunately, the money that was in the 1986 uh, Compact. Trust Fund uh, was nowhere near enough to meet that level of damages. And although the Marshall Islands sought extra funding in a petition to the U.S. Congress in uh, the year 2000, um, the U.S. authorities have failed signally for more than a quarter of a century to meet the full commitment to the people of the Marshall Islands that were judged by the uh, Nuclear Claims Tribunal back in the 1990s, early 2000s.
0: So why isn't the U.S. fully addressing the nuclear issues?
1: Well, I think there's a a real problem, and it's not just the United States. All of the nuclear weapons powers are reluctant to acknowledge that the development of Cold War nuclear arsenals uh, impacted on local communities, um, neighboring communities, as well as the servicemen and women, the, the laborers who staff the test sites. Um, just uh, before Christmas, on the 22nd of December, Kiribati and Kazakhstan both uh, put forward a resolution to the UN General Assembly, calling for assistance to nuclear survivors and remediation, environmental remediation of nuclear test sites. Um, that resolution grew out of the 2021 Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, the so-called Nuclear Ban Treaty, and it's uh, you know it's shocking that the nuclear weapon states either abstained or voted against that resolution. Five nuclear weapon states, um, the United States, China, Israel, Pakistan and India, wouldn't vote in favour. They abstained. Uh, 171 countries voted in favour. Only four countries in the world voted no, voted to say that they wouldn't assist nuclear survivors and contribute to environmental remediation of nuclear test sites based on this international initiative. France and Britain joined Russia and North Korea to vote no. So the next time you hear French and British diplomats talk about how committed they are to the Pacific Islands region, remember that they lined up with Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un to say that they would not contribute to international efforts and um, in line with this non-binding UN resolution, to assist nuclear survivors for the 20th century disaster that they themselves created through nuclear testing at 10 sites around the Pacific.
0: Just while we're on the subject of um, international leaders, why do the leaders, particularly in the North Pacific, Marshall Islands, Palau and FMS, why do they say that these islands are allies of the US despite the crippling impact that they've left behind from the nuclear test, wouldn't you think that there'd be some animosity in their relationship with the U.S.?
1: The Compacts of Free Association that Palau, FSM and the Marshall Islands have signed have a lot of advantages um, for the Micronesian peoples in the Northern Pacific, um, particularly around migration rights, so people can travel freely to Guam, to Hawaii, and even mainland United States. Uh, There's a big Marshallese community, for example, in Arkansas. Uh, working and, and living in, uh, in the southern states of America. At the same time, uh, the U.S. provides funding for a whole range of services, everything from postal services to health and other areas. And uh, like many small island developing countries, there's a reliance on overseas assistance, technical assistance, finance and so on. The sting in the tail, however, is that under the Compact of Free Association, the United States has uh, a level of influence, indeed control, over defence and foreign policy. And thus you see quite often, for example, uh, Federated States of Micronesia or Marshall Islands voting with the United States and Israel around questions on Palestine. But there's this tension. Um, Although uh, the witnesses, direct witnesses to the tests have largely passed on, a younger generation are still grappling with um problems of nuclear contamination the danger that the so-called runid dome will leak uh, radioactive isotopes into the marine environment um the health problems that have lingered you know very high rates of thyroid cancer amongst women many other health problems related to radiation exposure um these are ongoing problems and uh, the marshall islands has developed a, a national adaptation plan on climate change and it draws the link explicitly between the nuclear legacies and uh, concerns about rising sea levels that may leach radioactive materials into the marine environment.
0: You say that there's ongoing problems that have been left behind from the nuclear test, um, but yet there's efforts to raise awareness around the health and environmental legacies. Why isn't the history of the nuclear test widely known across the Marshall Islands, despite the obvious impacts that you can see today
1: for a long time under American administration uh, the history of this stuff wasn't taught um, uh, in the um, in the schools and now there's great initiatives uh, say at the College of the Marshall Islands and a body established um, just uh, five years ago um, the uh, five or six years ago the Marshall Islands National Nuclear Commission they've recognised that as the uh, survivors, the direct witnesses of the tests during the 20th century uh, have aged, uh, become ill or died, uh, there's a need to continue to explain this history, partly uh, to address uh, ongoing legacies and partly for a younger generation of Marshallese to think about the future. And that's why the 70th anniversary of the Bravo test on the 1st of March is such an important symbolic date. It's a time to reflect on the past and also look to the future. It's also a reminder that, uh, you know, there were more than 315 nuclear tests, countless nuclear experiments conducted at 10 sites around Oceania, including Australia, Kiribati, French Polynesia, uh, Johnston Atoll, and as well as the Marshall Islands. Um, These legacies are with us. And we're entering a new nuclear era where Japan is dumping treated radioactive wastewater from the Fukushima plant into the Pacific Ocean, where Australia is uh, um, about to purchase nuclear submarines under the AUKUS pact and where all the major weapon states are modernizing and upgrading the nuclear arsenals. Although the testing finished in 1996 in the Pacific after 50 years, Uh, The legacies are still there, the radioactive legacies, the health and environmental legacies are still there, but the nuclear issue is still on the regional agenda.